Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist, and certified clinical trauma professional, Jamie Vollmuller. Welcome to Good Enough. I am your host, Jamie Vollmuller. Today, we are talking about codependency. Ooh, codependency. So since I work with a lot of people pleasers, a lot of us tend to wind up in codependent relationships at some point in our life. So for those of our listeners who might not know, let me just give you some signs that you might be in a codependent relationship. So number one, you find that your sense of self-worth and self-esteem comes from sacrificing yourself for your partner and their needs, right? I think this is why in the beginning of a lot of relationships, like it feels really good because we get that external praise and validation and we feel like, oh, this person values me and they appreciate me and they're so wonderful to me and they say all these positive things about me and we just eat that up because as people pleasers, we struggle with internal validation, like valuing ourselves. And we really need others at some points in our life to let us know that we have value, right? So that's the first sign is that your sense of self-worth and self-esteem comes from your partner. Number two, you have an obsessive need for approval and recognition for your partner and often neglect your own needs and desires. So this can look like you know, doing things to your partner and your partner doesn't necessarily acknowledge that. And then you get upset and frustrated and feel undervalued and unappreciated. Lots of women I work with and men that I work with uh, struggle with this. They, they'll say like, I do everything for my partner. I, I do everything that they want me to do. I neglect myself. I don't do anything for me because I'm trying to make them happy and they don't even recognize it. It's a lot of problems within those statements, right? But that's that's a sign of codependency that we have this need for approval and recognition from them. And that because of this need for approval and recognitions, we sometimes are just absolutely unaware of what our own needs are and verbalizing those. And number three, you feel anxious and insecure when you're not around your partner. So this can often come from a fear of abandonment and loneliness that drives you to do whatever it takes to keep the relationship, even if that means tolerating abuse. So a big red flag in a codependent relationships is when you're staying in this relationship, even when there is signs of abuse, because you feel like you are nothing without this partner, because all of the meaning in your life is derived from this person, right? So... When we, when we get into these kinds of relationships, right? I want to make it clear that not every codependent relationship is entirely toxic. Okay. Sometimes we're in codependent relationships because we are creating that inter, that codependency by not telling our partner what we need, by not being our authentic selves, by not expressing any of our wants or desires and just 
totally giving into that other person. If that person is totally unaware of what you need, it is really quite impossible for them to ever give you what you need because you're not expressing that. And we've talked about that many times on this show, but it is a really important distinction that I want to make because not every person that's in a codependent relationship, the other person is a narcissist. I do hear that a lot. It's not necessarily true. It could be that that person also is a bit codependent, but you guys have different love languages. That can also be you know, one of the things that's contributing. So how do people end up in codependent relationships, right? Like what are some, what is this a sign of, a larger issue of? And honestly, guys, most people that are in a codependent relationship, that codependency, that need for external approval from that other person is usually related to low self-esteem, poor boundaries, and a fear of abandonment or rejection. And all of this usually comes from our childhood, whether that be childhood trauma or emotional neglect or dysfunctional family dynamics where the, the emotional needs were met, be that because our parents had their own mental health issues or we grew up in single households or our parents had to work multiple jobs to keep us afloat. That's a that's a major thing for many Long Islanders, many New Yorkers. They work multiple jobs to make sure that their kids are fed and their bills are paid. So that's a reality. But when your parents are not around, there's a lot of things that that go unaddressed. Not because you're unloved or because they didn't want to address them. It's just there's only so much time in a day. And honestly, most kids, when they know that their parents are burnt out and stressed out, don't want to put any more on their parents, which is where this people-pleasing behavior comes from to begin with, guys. It's, I don't want to burden you with my problems because you seem burdened enough, so I'm going to eat my problems so that, you know, you're stressed and I don't, you know, further contribute to your stress levels. And that plays out then in our romantic relationships. But this is why we chronically feel unfulfilled and rejected and alone. And like, we cannot rely on our partners for our happiness, right? And we shouldn't rely on our partners for our happiness. In codependency, that's really what you're looking for is that other person to fulfill every single one of your needs. And that is never going to be a healthy thing. It's not going to be something that is sustainable for you, right? So thinking about this, right? What are some strategies for overcoming codependency? So number one thing I would say, if you are struggling with feeling validation outside of your relationship and looking to that relationship to fulfill all of your needs, go see a therapist, right? It's a really powerful way to give you the tools to deal with the emotional effects of codependency. And cognitive behavioral therapy especially can help individuals develop healthier behaviors and coping mechanisms. If it is a result of, you know, maybe some emotional neglect in childhood or, you know, dysfunctional family situations, EMDR is really great for rewiring your brain so that you don't continue to think in those same patterns and belief systems, right? But therapy can help you to figure out where this is stemming from and what are some easy tweaks that I can make. And whether or not the relationship you're in is salvageable, right? Because as I said, some codependent relationships can be very, very toxic. And others just need you to communicate what you need a little better and set more appropriate boundaries 
and you might have a much healthier relationship with your partner. But really, if if you feel that your relationship as it is now is unhealthy, I would highly recommend seeing a professional to help you evaluate, you know, what are some things that you can change? And then after you make those changes, if the relationship is is healthy and viable, right? Another thing to do is to set healthy boundaries. And we talk about boundaries, guys, all the time, but it is so important for my people pleasers out there. Understanding and defining what's acceptable and not acceptable in a relationship is really, really important to be communicating that to your partner so they know what your boundaries are and what's going to upset you and what what's okay with you, right? And it helps to prevent sacrificing yourself for the sake of your partner and allows the development of self-respect and you learning to love yourself and respect yourself and your own needs. And by you doing that, your partner is also going to hopefully do that as well. You know, healthy boundaries is paramount (laughs) to you living a life that you feel comfortable in. And the last thing would be like self-care and personal growth, guys. So we're going to engage in activities that encourage self-exploration, personal growth, emotional well-being. It's really important if you're in a codependent relationship to have some things outside of your relationship where you're getting some fulfillment and meaning in. It's really, really important for you to show yourself that you can get that validation outside of this person, right? And after the break, we'll talk a lot about that. I'll give you some personal examples of how me and my husband actually came to work through this because as I said, we're both avid people pleasers. So, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, there was a lot of codependency. So stick around, guys. You've been listening to Good Enough with Jamie Vollmiller. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with a Trauma Therapist. This is your host, Jamie Vollmiller. If you live in the states of New York or Missouri, we'd love to work with you. New Yorkers, give us a call at Long Island EMDR at 631-503-1539 or visit our website at liemdr.com. And for those of you living in Missouri, please call Brave Counseling and Psychiatry at 573-825-6441. Visit brave-mo.com. Welcome back to Good Enough, guys. Today we're talking about codependency. And as I said before the break, codependency can occur even in healthier relationships, right? Just because you and your partner are codependent doesn't mean that your relationship is total trash. We don't need to, you know, throw the throw the whole thing out, but we do need to tweak it so that it can be healthier and you can both really thrive. Because if you're codependent, then you're kind of stifling one another's growth. And that's that's the reality. So I wanted to share that with you guys because in my relationship with my husband, for those of you who don't know, uh, we've been together since we're 18. Very, very long time. <laughs> but like we grew up together. So it makes sense that we've changed a lot within the dynamic of our relationship because I'm 33, he's 34. We've been together since we're 18. But when we were first together, we did legitimately everything together. We were together 24-7. We lived together. <laughs> we worked together. We did everything together. And that was great. And I, I could literally spend all the time in the world with my husband. He's probably the only person that I won't argue with all the time because I adore him and we generally agree on the same things. But on the flip side to that, you know, when either one of us were in a rough patch 
or, or when our relationship went through rough patches, because all relationships do, it felt really, really devastating because your whole world is wrapped up in this other person. And that's where it becomes unhealthy. And that's something I used to say to my husband a lot because he'd be like, I don't need anyone else. I just need you. And I'm like, no, no, no. You need more people than me (laughs) because I can't be the everything. Like, What if something happens to me? What if something happens in our relationship? Like, That's a lot of pressure to put on one person, especially a person who feels responsible for the world. So it did take time, but we both found like other hobbies and we have hobbies that we do together, but we have hobbies that we do outside of each other. And in our relationship now, you know, as adults with kids and careers, like we both make time to go do things on our own at least once a month to take care of ourselves and do things that are going to light us up and contribute to our growth and our dreams that are separate from one another. And it's okay to have dreams that are separate from your partner. You know, my husband wants to hike all of the mountain peaks. I don't know. He just did that in the Catskills this weekend. Not on my bucket list, guys. I have no desire to walk around in snowshoes in a blizzard up a mountain in the freezing cold. It's not not on my bucket list, but he loves it. And that's something that he gets to do outside of me. And us finding activities and things, and I think even like in our careers, just getting more established in our careers, because again, we were together since we're 18, gave us an identity outside of that relationship. And it is really, really important to have your own identity outside of that relationship. And that I think that comes with really truly learning who your authentic self is, right? Because if we are in a codependent relationship and we are changing who we are or like being a different person or doing different things solely for the sake of that other person, you tend to lose yourself, right? And so does that other person. Like you just become this big mush blob. But the beauty in every person is, is the individuality, in my, in my opinion. When you can really be yourself with that other person and they accept you for who you are, that's a really great relationship. Not that they, you know, are appreciative that you do everything for them or that, you know, you're so self-sacrificing for them, but that like, they, they like your weird quirks and they, they don't try to change the fact that, you know, every holiday you're going to be a stressed out mess. They just kind of scaffold and prepare for that as my husband does because he knows it. <laughs> but that's what makes a beautiful relationship is you guys just be who you are, right? I think that's why we focus so much with our clients on learning to embrace their authentic selves. And feeling good enough in who they are, no matter who's around them, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they've accomplished or what they failed at, just being okay with who you are is so very important because in so many of life's problems, I I really feel like it's us just losing sight of our own goals, our own dreams, our own destiny, and following what culture in the world and everyone else we think want us to do instead of what our heart's calling is, right? And you learning to be you and accept yourself flaws and all is really important in any relationship that you're in. And there are so many studies that actually show that being your authentic self is super, super helpful in overall mental well-being, right? There was actually a lot of studies that were, there was one study that showed too that the LGBT community has much higher rates of 
um, mental health issues. But it's also propositioned that this is likely because the LGBT community faces lots of discrimination. And most importantly, they are one of the communities in our country that struggle the most with feeling like they can be their authentic selves safely. And being your authentic self is so, so important to your own mental well-being, right? And I know so many people in codependent relationships who part of the reason they're that way is they really don't know who they are, right? They don't know who they are outside of that other person. And if that's you, that's okay. But I'm going to encourage you to figure out who that person that you are is. Because whether that person that you're with now is around or not, you know, you need to like yourself and you need to be okay with yourself as you are. And there are so many studies that show that you will do better in your career. You will feel better mentally. You will feel better physically if you are able to be yourself and not second guess every thought that comes to your mind or every word that comes out of your mouth or every project that you hand in, right? Like once you can trust yourself in your own judgment and you're okay with the fact that not everyone in the world is going to like you. It's a hard reality, guys. Not everyone in the world is going to like you. It is what it is. It's just, it just is what it is, right? But once you're okay with that, then, you know, the, the background noise of the chatter of what people have to say about you or your relationship or your career choices or whatever you're doing in your life becomes really insignificant because you know what your, your drive is. You know what you're about. You know what you are, who you are and what you stand for. And everything else really doesn't matter as much because it's much harder to break that down, right? When, when you have good confidence, it's really, really hard for someone else to like poke holes in that. And that's one of the key things of overcoming people pleasing, overcoming codependency, overcoming, you know, a lot of the mental health difficulties you have when you grew up in an emotionally neglectful environment is, you know, just learning to be okay with you and not blame yourself for every one of life's problems, right? And if you can do that, you will have a much more fulfilling life. And you will have a life that you'll be excited to get up for in the beginning of the day and and go out and do. And you'll make more of an impact because you're going to resonate with a lot more people because you're being you. You're not wearing a mask. You're not trying to present as someone else. You're not, you know, trying to gain followers. It's just you're being you and whoever's your tribe is your tribe and whoever's not isn't. I think that's really, really important overall in life, even for definitely for our younger generations who are so caught up in social media. But even even for, you know, the, the older ones of us walking around out there that you know, aren't so focused on social media, but we do care what our neighbors think about what our house looks like or what our coworkers think about what our family is or our friends or whatever. I mean, again, I grew up in a line of people pleasers. So believe me, I know that there's a million worries about what everyone is going to think. But when you love you and you're okay with you, it becomes a heck of a lot easier to um, live a life you're proud of. And stay in relationships that are healthy because you're not pretending to be someone else. You've been listening to Good Enough with Jamie Vollmuller. If you resonated with any of this, give our office a call. 
Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique, and Good Enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com. I want to remind you guys that you are good enough.